Yo, 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 it is your boy Nice versus Wild, and you're listening to another episode of Bear Wall Sessions. Thank you for tuning in. Yet another week, yet another Monday, and you're showing up. I'm so proud of you. If you're watching on YouTube, it's definitely a change of set. I'm back in Melbourne, and you're in for a heck of an episode. I'm not going to lie. Um, if this is your first time listening, my name is Nazel Shashil. I'm a full-time creative entrepreneur from South Auckland. I was born in a rural Fijian village called Lambasa, Bunileka, and my mission in life is to write a story that beats Long of the Mahat. Now, uh, speaking of stories, uh, there's a lot of stories to tell you this week. To be honest, I didn't really write many things in my diary this week, but I executed a lot, and I, I learned a lot from my executions, which I'm going to reflect on and hopefully give you guys some insights in terms of what I've learned. Uh, before we get into it, uh, big love to Feature Weddings for sponsoring every single BOL session. Without Feature Weddings, there would be no BOL session ever. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. Now, this week, I wanted to share a story. Um, jumped on a plane. I'm in Melbourne, right? And uh, I jumped in an Uber uh, from the airport to get home. And uh, this guy that was the Uber driver was actually from Afghanistan. And uh, he's been living in Australia for over 20 years now. But he told me a story that really changed my perspective. And hopefully... I can share it with you today and hopefully spark a different perspective um, in your own life as well. Now, I'm not going to name this person. Um, hopefully, I'm going to get him on in a BOL session in sometime soon. Um, and I've got his details and stuff like that. And I want to record it in a studio and really share the story in, in, in its full depth um, as well. So I got into the Uber and we started talking about... Um, he asked me where I'm from and I told him where I'm from and then asked him where he's from. He told me he's from Afghanistan. He's been living in Aussie for a little while now. And um, I started talking about, you know, everything that's happened in the world. I just really, I, I love asking questions uh, every time I'm in an Uber, to be honest. And like, I like listening and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very big on asking questions and really understanding people's perspectives and worldviews and really understand their lived experiences. Because I feel like, when we listen, we generally learn more because obviously I've talked about it so many times is you already know the things you already know. So you might as well ask, get good at asking questions. And if you can get good at asking questions, you can really open people up and really understand their own experiences in their own life, which I can assure you there's always something to learn from somebody. So this was about a 45-minute Uber ride. I'm just going to lay down the picture for you. So it's a long trip uh, from the airport to get to my house in Melbourne. And I asked him, like, obviously, um, where he's from, and he told me he's from Afghanistan. He said um, uh, when he was nine years old, um, there was a lot of war happening uh, in Afghanistan, and his family and stuff like that got separated. And then he got he – got, when he was nine years old, most of his family and his brothers, sisters, and stuff like that – got moved to Pakistan, where from nine years old to about 20 years old, he lived in a refugee camp. And this is all a true story. And uh, he explained to me like his experiences and all the bombardment, all the, all the war, all the war crimes that he saw, all the, all, the, all the experiences of his close family members passing away and dying. And, you know, just like, absolute trauma on trauma in terms of his experience growing up from nine years old to 20 years old and he was so grateful that he made it to Pakistan as a refugee to be able to have an opportunity at life 
And obviously everything that happened in Afghanistan when he was nine years old was definitely out of his control, right? But he, he, I could see how grateful he was even working today as an Uber driver and doing the other jobs he does, which I'll get into um, at the end. But it just goes to show that, you know, his experience and his worldview was completely different and in, in, in such a, in a positive light. And we started talking about, you know, everything that's happening in the world and in, in the Middle East and Gaza and in in Israel and all of the all of the stuff that's really on mainstream media at the moment, and he started talking about you know how the media doesn't show the positive stuff that happens in his homeland, which is Afghanistan. They always show the war. They they don't talk about how many good things and that has happened in Afghanistan over the years, and how how many things that have been built, and how many nice cities, and how many how how many good environments, and how good some of the government. Um, decisions have been made and help people in villages and in organizations and communities and i i was so interested in his perspective and um it really taught me something that i i talk about pretty much all the time on beer wolf sessions is you know the media really does control the narrative and mainstream media really does control the narrative and the information that we get from TVs, from radios, from from the things that we watch online can be really, really different from lived experiences. So I encourage you um, this week, this month, this year, going into 2024, really involve yourself in communities, environments that you are not comfortable in and really get lived experiences into your journey, into your life. Because it's like reading a book a million times if you can have a conversation with somebody that's lived a life that you haven't lived and I think there's a lot of value in that. So let's go back to the story. So 20 years, he, uh, when he was 20, from 9 to 20, he was a refugee in Pakistan. And then, you won't believe this, he told me probably one of the most inspiring stories that I've ever, ever had the pleasure to hear. And you probably, when I talk about this, you're probably not going to believe me. So get ready, all right? He illegally jumped on a boat, paid somebody $16,000 when he was 20 to 21 years old, took the biggest risk of his life, and for 10 days and 10 nights, he jumped on a boat to Australia. And he said it was so rough. And he, obviously there was other people on the boat that paid a smuggler money to try get him into Australia. And I think there's a lot of stories of people smuggling into Australia back in those times, uh, because there's so much war happening. And to this day, there's so much war happening around in, in those areas. And so the mainstream media probably talks about it 24-7 and the narratives they pitch. But he jumped on a boat, landed on Christmas Island after 10 days and 10 nights. He, he literally told me that he survived the last, I think he was like four or five days without any food and water. Like, can you imagine that? Imagine being on a boat for 10 10 days, 10 nights and landing on a, like taking the biggest risk of your life. And he said a a lot of people died on the boat and he was lucky enough to survive. And it's, it's it's honestly such a it's such a miracle story even when i was listening to him telling me the story i was quite in shock and um he was like saying that like 
it went, once he got to Christmas Island, like it wasn't over. The police caught him, the Australian police caught him, and he spent nine months in prison. He said exactly nine months and three days. And he said it was a, he'll never forget. And he was lucky enough to get some sort of special visa protection grant um, that really helped him to, you know, break free and, and, and be free in Australia as well, which like took a couple more years, two, three years and, and, and stuff like that before his, all of his paperwork got sorted out. But man, just, just one minute, just, just think about the the experiences he would have faced and the biggest he literally took the biggest risk of his life leaving a refugee camp in Pakistan and and jumping on a boat paying somebody sixteen thousand dollars and sixteen thousand dollars back like I think it was like he's like forty two now or something like that so twenty years ago is a lot of money when he when you compare inflation and he took the biggest risk of his life and it really just put my whole movement into perspective and a lot of times i'm not a lot of times we struggle to make simple decisions in life or struggle to you know take a chance on ourselves or back ourselves towards doing something in life and this guy's story like i literally want to like fund a movie on this at some point because i feel like there's such a story here that that a lot of times the mainstream media don't even put across and i think um, there's a lot of strength in that obviously what he did was completely illegal but he was trying to just live a better life he was trying to give himself an opportunity and it takes a lot of courage to have that kind of courage in your heart to give yourself an opportunity to even towards life and 10 days 10 nights on that boat must have been an experience and and obviously we kept talking and i think we're like 15 20 minutes into this conversation and and he was i just i was just shell-shocked in the uber and i'm a big believer that you meet everybody for a reason and and there's a lot of um, meaning behind every interaction that we have in life and i've always been that type of person but man, I got, I got his details. I was like, man, I, at some point we need to get you on the on the podcast in a studio and really try get everything, um, get all your stories in terms of what you experienced uh, um, out of you because I feel like a lot of people can really resonate, and a lot of people that listen to Be a Wall sessions can really resonate. This is a lived experience story, and everything I do in life has been for these moments, and I think. Uh, I think I think uh, meeting him was definitely for a reason as well. So it, like after all of that, landed on Christmas Island, stuff like that, and and he, all his paperwork gets sorted. And then once everything gets sorted, I think it was like a couple of years later, um, his bro- his family and stuff like that is still uh, back in the refugee camp in Pakistan. You, this next part is is a little bit like like I literally was almost about to cry when he told me this. So get get ready. So I think it was three, four years later, he's still in Australia. His family is calling. His brothers, sisters are calling. He's like, hey, look, I, I want to come see you. Like, we're going to try. I'm going to try smuggle. I'm going to try get into Australia. Sorry, his brother's telling him, like, I'm, I'm going to pay a smuggler and, and I want to come be with you in Australia. And you wouldn't believe what happened. Um, so his brother tried to do the same thing that he did about five years later. And he didn't, he didn't make it. He died on the boat. He drowned somewhere in Indonesia where people, uh, the authorities in, in Indonesia caught them on a boat to Australia. 
And the craziest part is there was probably, he was saying about 50, 60 people on this boat that were trying to get into Australia and nobody, literally nobody survived because they, the Indonesian authority let everybody drown and never let them come on water because apparently there was a storm or something. The boat drowned. Everybody jumped out. They had life jackets on, but they, they literally died a painful death in water and and everybody drowned because the authorities weren't letting them inland and there's also other details to the story um obviously once we bring them on and uh, i think uh it'll be a great share in terms of understanding what he went through and his and his experience and and i was just feeling for him you know to this day his his emotion and his thought um, of of what happened to his brother, like he think he talks about it like it was yesterday, and I think uh, it, it really put my own life into perspective. And I think any anything like that is is if you go through that trauma, um, go through that struggle and go through that pain, it really it really just puts a whole different level of strength in your mind, and 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 it's it's difficult. And that's all I'm going to say. It's difficult. So he lost his brother. Um, that his brother was trying to do the same thing that he was that he did, and 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 his brother never made it. So I just wanted to share this story with you guys, to be honest, this week. And and I know it's probably not a it's not a positive story to the fact, but I I hope it it teaches you that if you are privileged enough. Uh, to to get an opportunity in life, um, really make the most of it. And I talk about this all the time: is you know, don't don't take a day for granted. If especially if you live in this type of the in, in this side of the world, there's so many people on that side of the world that's trying to escape from things that are out of their control. And and I think hopefully this episode this week uh, gets you in a in a perspective where that you do have a shot at the things that you are. Uh, going after in life and you do have a shot at the things that you truly care about and if you, if there's anything you need to do is give things a go because you trying can create a chain effect and I talk about this all the time towards more meaningful things you know more meaningful things can bring about even large even larger change and and if you never try and I say this all the time if you never try you'll never know so keep 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 at it at your craft. If you're a creative, if you're a business owner, if you're an artist, if you're a, if you are an individual that's got a lot of heart in terms of what you are trying to do, and if you're not getting anywhere, I promise you, if you if you stay in it for long periods of time and and keep showing up like we are every single week, and 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 hopefully these stories, these conversations can help ignite a, a light in your heart to really bring about community change. And, and bring about large-scale change. And hopefully the story helps you to see the light and in the lighthouse that, you know, not all stories ha- do come with happy endings, but some stories definitely do and some stories don't. And obviously his story of making it to Australia, creating a new opportunity was such a positive story at the end, but him losing his brother was very difficult. And, and I think um, he left me with a couple more lines. Uh, he said that obviously... After brother passed away, he, after a few years, he went back to, um, uh, he actually, he said that after a little while, his family actually 
from the refugee camp in Pakistan moved back to Afghanistan. So he actually went back to Afghanistan after the war kind of calmed down. And then he actually found his wife in Afghanistan, got married, um, and and, and then, then his wife and him came to Australia. Now he's got three kids and all of his kids were born in Australia and, and he loves it here and, and he loves that. Like he never takes a day for granted. He, he works like 80 hours a week still driving Uber and then he also works in construction. And it's really such a inspiring story that we forget that so many foreigners uh, that live in these countries are actually running this country, literally. And we shouldn't take anybody for granted. Um, there's so much hard work, effort, and dedication that these people bring in our communities. And I hopefully this inspires a new worldview in your head when you see foreigners, when you see people from other countries that maybe English their English isn't their first language. You see a different light, and hopefully this story lights up a different light in your heart to re- realize that love does kill all stereotypes, and love does always win. And hopefully, this sets a new worldview in your mind. So yeah, that's me. 17-minute session. Uh, There's a bunch of other stuff I wrote in my diary, which I'll share next week. But I think I'm going to leave it here this week. Um, and, and I will catch you guys next Monday. If you've been enjoying these sessions, make sure you live, leave us a review. Go check out the visuals on YouTube. I'm recording this in my bedroom in Melbourne because the house is packed. And I literally had no other way to record it. But I wanted to show up for you guys this Monday and, and really give you my heart in this conversation and i'm so grateful that i met this guy on in this uber Um, and and i i still believe that you meet everybody for a reason and i'm so grateful that i met um this person as well so yeah peace and love i'll catch you guys next monday keep being a wolf keep going let's go